have that much more than no, We have a, a lot of stuff. Yeah, we do. But anyway. Um, hi, you're listening to Soft Focus. We have what? a name now. <laughs> it's a good name. I like it. We all like it. Um, yes. So, uh, that's the name. I'm Sam. That's Sam. I'm Kale. I'm Derek. That's Kale, and that's Derek. This is the first official one. Yeah, this, this is, is the first it. one. I feel like the Love and 3D one went well. They all have gone well so far. I think they should all, they're all of worth. Yeah. Not like, of equal worth, but, but the one that if worth. I was like trying to tell someone where yeah. to start, I'd be like, oh, listen to the Love yes, and 3D yeah, one yeah, first. Yeah. And then go back good. to the other ones. Yeah. Like, you know, you're supposed to start off with like a good one. And yeah. Then you go, whoosh, whoosh. It's like flashback. It's like an episode of Lost. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> should we, are we, maybe eventually we'll develop some sort of little quippy tagline. But we, oh, we've sure. been talking about movies mostly. Today we're going to talk about entertainment. Oh my goodness. Which is a movie, the title of a movie, by Rick Alverson. Um, but first. Who did what else? He did the comedy okay. and a movie called The Builder. I have never watched that movie before. No, I don't think anyone has. But, but judging on the titles of the other two, it's not about a builder. <laughs> yeah. Or like, obliquely about. A yes. <laughs> um, it's it's on the horizon that it's about a builder. Before we get to that, some very pressing questions. Sam, how is your grandma? Oh, my grandma's fine. I just called her the other day. Uh, you know, Bob's fine. Their dog Peg is fine. Yeah. My other grandparents oh, are fine. Peg is their. Boss is it short interior. for Peggy or is it just Peg? It's Peggy. Yeah. Oh, it would be better if it was just Peg. I like, love the name Peg. I think yeah, it's cool. nice. It's a good um, name for a dog. Yeah, and a good name for uh, Elizabeth Moss. Is she? Is her name Peg in, in Mad Men? <laughs> yes, her name yeah. is Peggy. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I have never watched that show. I'm glad I did. It's all right. It's. A, I haven't finished it. I like Mad Men. I like that it seems to be silent most of the time. Mad Men. One at least one thumb up. Yeah, I would. Be, I would be, it is. I think it's tonally. I, yeah. It's nice. It's, I love, like, quiet. It, it looks really nice. It reminds nice. me of Twin Peaks at times. Oh, Whoa. sure. Interesting. It does. It does. Why? Just the, the colors are very similar. No, they're um, not. Yeah, they are. I mean, there's lots of reds, I guess. That's that's what I take from it. But there's not a lot of, like, Okay, dirt. I'm not saying There's it's not like, a lot of dirt color in yeah. Mad Men. <laughs> I mean, it's not... This yeah, seems... it's not like, oh, this is just like Twin Peaks. I just, like, feel like the directors in some way, or the directors are in some way influenced, just because, like... The tone on the screen sometimes is very dark and just okay. reminds me of that. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. I could imagine, like, a lot of people from Twin Peaks wanting to be Don Draper. Yeah, yeah. Like, when, they're, when they wear, put on their nice clothes for, yeah. like, the high school dance or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, they're envisioning a scene from yeah. Batman. I also feel like it doesn't, like, just shove what they're trying to explain in your face all the time. It's a good is, show. Yeah. I liked it. I, 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 I kind of, like have a little sine wave of how good I think it is. Like, I'll watch a season or something like that and be like, wow, I'm so into this. Like, I just want to watch another episode right now. And then I'll stop watching it for a little while and be like, I could never watch that show again. It doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> no. Yeah. Which isn't even the best measure of a show. Like, good shows are do more than just compel you to watch. But that's enough on Mad Men, probably. Yeah, um, I, 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 um, uh, I was talking about my grandparents, but now I've... Oh, right, yeah, so Peg. Script on oh, yeah. They're all fine. How old's that dog? Um, eight or nine. That's pretty old for a dog, right? Yeah, they're supposed to live to be like 13, I think, okay. uh, Boston's. It's a very lean-looking dog. It's fine. Oh, good. It's Still got cute. some uh, miles it's left in it. a little moxie, yeah. And, um, which is good. I love Peg. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's neither here nor there. They're all doing fine. Um, I just 
emailed them about Bridge of Spies. Okay. I just saw Bridge of Spies. I swear that you said this in the last episode. Yeah, me too. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, it's a continuation. Oh, it's a continuation. Oh, the update. It's an update. They because were going they to. emailed me and said, uh-huh. I should see Bridge of okay. Spies. And I said, I should, and I was going to email them. Mm-hmm. Update. Yeah. I saw Bridge of Spies, and I just emailed them. And, nice. Uh, and if I you want to know what, how, the what next, they say, the next yeah, yeah. podcast oh gosh, we I do, I will <laughs> we'll talk about what they said back. I think good. that's a good way of yes, doing I it. Yes, I like it. Okay. That's, um, that's too in-depth for me. No, it's fine. I think it'll be a great narrative. A it little, it'll be yeah. like a linchpin yeah. for this whole series, I think, indefinitely. Definitely. Uh, everything else will be flapping in the breeze. Get it out of the way at the start. That's what the people want to hear. They, it's like the opposite of the Mark Maron podcast. They just listen to you talk about your. <laughs> I'm like, All right, that's and then the meat and potatoes they skip. Um, Kale, have you seen any good YouTube's lately? <laughs> um, yes. Quick side note, though, it is my grandmother's birthday. Oh, happy birthday! Oh, that that's Billy a good Joe. transition. Yeah. Wait, Billy Joe. Her name's Billy Joe. Her name's Billy Joel. Billy, yeah, Billy Joel. Is your grandma? Yeah. That's amazing. Didn't Billy Joel voice a dog in an animated movie? <gasps> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't could know. look that up. I, I'll look that up while you're talking about your grandmother's birthday. It is my grandmother's birthday, and she's either going to Outback Steakhouse or Big Boy at this moment. Oh my god, man, that's guy. not. They're probably two hours. The two ago. most rest- similar restaurants. <laughs> she, she loves them both. That's cool. Um, YouTube wise. I stumbled upon something that I hadn't before, probably because I'm not a 13-year-old boy, but there's these things called... Gamergate? Cringe compilations. <laughs> oh, oh no. I'm sure. I don't like it already. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's just people compiling videos of other people doing stuff that is... Cringeworthy. Yeah, like, oh, yeah no. it's basically just like cringeworthy stuff. Like, there's a oh lot of God. people, like, making fun of, uh, like, brony culture. Okay. okay. And... There's one that I really love that is uh, this kid explaining how to make a Krabby Patty, but also, like, making it. But he obviously has, like, never made food before. And, like, he just, like, he just, like... He's making up. Yeah, he just, like, puts the meat on the pan while it's hot. And he's like, oh, I forgot the butter. And then he, like, puts the butter in there. And then the meat breaks up. And, like, even while it's, like, still really red, he's like, it's done. And he, like, puts it on the patty. And it's... One of the hardest things to watch, and it's disgusting. The cameraman is really creepy because he's like silent and he just like zooms up on stuff. And sometimes, sometimes the kid like tries to laugh like SpongeBob. He'll be like, ah. "Oh my god!" Yeah, it's really crazy. What, what's wow. the name of it? You can probably just look up how to make a Krabby Patty cringe. So we can tweet it out with. Yeah. We'll, we'll make a Twitter oh account. Oh my god! Yeah, we, that we have a, a name. Account. Yeah. This is the sort of uh, pressing info. Yeah, like all all channels impact you can expect from us yeah. yes yeah. Um, yeah we'll start tweeting some cringe compilations we could, we, could, we could tweet about this too Oliver and Company a 1988 film in which Billy Joel plays Dodger a carefree charismatic mongrel with a mix of terrier 1988 <laughs> I swear I saw that movie in theaters we will Here, tweet that look. for sure this, I mean this, but this, I wasn't alive no, wait, maybe there's a sequel. It's Disney. Do they make a sequel? I don't know. Why don't you talk about... Um, <laughs> your basketball, your, your, your fantasy Yeah, basketball. your fantasy um, team, and I'll look that up. Things are going really well for Gerald Foster Wallace. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and, and I'm in second place in my league. I'm only behind the first place team by one game, so I'm doing really well. Mm. Um, but a side note, while I'm talking about games that I play, I downloaded some games on Steam... Because oh. there was a um, Cyber Monday. 
Yeah. I know um, your computer so. or a Steam TV or what? Steam? No, I just have it. I'm on my computer. Oh, my God. Um, it's but anyways, a, it's a Steampunk I, app. I really <laughs> want to plug this one game because I've what been is it? loving it. It's called Dungeon of the Endless. Not a great title, <laughs> but I kinda like it. it's really cool. It's like a roguelike, if you know what that is, mm-hmm. mixed with a tower defense game. Oh, um, my God. And it takes place in like a kind of a sci-fi world. Uh-huh. And it's kind of like pixely graphics, like a really cool aesthetic. It's pretty similar to FTL, if mm-hmm. anyone has played that. Anyways, I like can't stop playing this game. Can I ask a question? Yeah. When you die, does it end completely? Is it like roguelike in that respect? Yeah, yeah. So the premise is that there's this like spaceship that's transporting a bunch of prisoners, and then it comes under attack. Mm-hmm. And in this, so what all you see is this spaceship go across the screen, and you see it starting to get shot at mm-hmm. shot. Like Star Wars. Um, and then you just see something like launch yeah. out of it, and then it goes to like another screen, and you can like select your escape pod. And you can, like, select your characters. So there's, like, a a cast of characters you can unlock. Mm -hmm. Or you can just choose random. And then you, you, like, crash land on this planet. You gotta, like... uh, Like a lot of traditional rogue-like games, there's, like, 13 levels. Mm -hmm. But instead you, like, crash down to the bottom and you have to, like, get up out of the place. Oh. It's really cool. It's really fun. I would highly recommend it to anyone who likes indie games, who likes rogue-like games. Mm -hmm. Um, I just want to talk about it. What is it again? What's it's called name? Dungeon of the Endless. Okay, I'll have to look it up. I don't Sounds have a Steam fun. account. Do you have to pay it? No. No. It's just like but a platform. Why it's just like a marketplace. Why doesn't everybody have it? Because not everyone's a nerd. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, um, can I say, on that note, oh, can wait. I say one thing? Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. It's okay. But you can just edit out me sounding like an idiot. No, no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oliver and Company was, and I think this is hilarious, was re-released yes. in the United States, it. Canada, and the UK on March 29th, 1996. Yep, that makes it that's <laughs> perfect. That's bizarre that it would be re-released. Why? Yeah, I have like no idea why, later. but I know that I saw it. Um, I know that I saw it in theaters. Huh. There's... Uh, I could almost, Was it like, entertaining? <laughs> this is supposed to be Yeah, I, I, I remember liking that movie a lot as a kid. Uh-huh. I and it was there was like a preview for it on one of the VHSs I had too, so I have this oh. image of like a cat, an animated cat like walking across, um, like a sidewalk grate, and the the um, air is blowing up, so the cat's fur like all. <laughs> oh, that's cute! Like oh, seven-year itch. What seven-year itch? Isn't I don't that know. Movie? What, I don't know what you're talking. Yes. about. The, with Marilyn Monroe in yeah. the grate. I think. Uh, I, that was supposed. Oh, to Oh, okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, it's not. I don't think it's supposed to evoke that necessarily, uh, but maybe. Okay. I, it was more of like a Walt Disney like animators being like, "Look at this shot that we can make." Oh, we you can think make, so? We can make a cat hair look. Well, real. this was like drawn, hand drawn. This is like before. Yeah, but CG. It's still animation. Okay, okay. Yeah. I just want everyone to have the proper image in their mind. Okay. It's very important. Do you want me to try the transition again? Yeah. You're yeah. supposed to pick up on. Was it an entertaining film? Um, you know, I don't remember it that well, but good segue. Let's talk about entertainment. Good swag way. Have you seen the swag ways? Are those like the... Those are the things that you step on and then you... Uh, I thought they were just called hoverboards. I think they're called swag ways. I keep seeing them I like swag way better because hoverboard is like a thing. Yeah. That could be multiple things. Yeah. Let's talk the about movie this movie. Let's talk about this movie. <laughs> um, I loved it. I thought it was great. Well, why don't you... Why don't you, Somebody... Talk about what it is. Why don't you, you go ahead, next up out, and tell us what entertainment is. 
in a nutshell. Maybe not what it's about, but what it is. Entertainment. You can do both. It is starring Greg Turkington. Mm -hmm. Um, Great. Also, John C. Riley is thrown in there. Michael Cera. Mm -hmm. Tim Heidecker is in there for five-ish minutes. Mm -hmm. And Ty Sheridan. But he's not really credited. Is he not? I never saw his name anywhere. The Ty Sheridan is the secondary character. Yes. He's amazing. Yes. And it is about uh, almost like seems like Craig Turkington in real life being Neil Hamburger and going on tours in what seems like small towns and bars and doing his Neil Hamburger uh, stand-up routine, which is him telling it hor- purposefully horrible jokes that are meant, like meant to be gross and uh, like offensive. Mm-hmm. Maybe if we're like really ambitious, we can like cut in some audio of. Oh, that'd be Why? good. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be pretty slick. That'd I don't know. Good. I don't know if you got the chops for that, but I mean, I could. I could if there's a trailer of it on YouTube. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, there is, and he says "Why" with no audio and no music or anything. Like okay, that, I think. maybe I'll do that. Why? But yes, that that is what the movie is about, and it's kind of, I think, about how even though he's a funny guy, not funny stuff happens in his life. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. kind of like the movie, yeah. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be, well, what would you say, it's uh, a riff on, like, uh, you know, American, Americana, a man uh-huh. driving through Americana, is it, like, supposed to be a, sort of a pseudo-riff on that? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, I feel like it didn't have, ob- like, an obvious takeaway. No, yeah. No. Um... It's pretty. It's pretty nebulous. It's like all over the place. Really. I, like I don't even In really have content. like theories that <clears throat> I personally cherish about. Like oh well, this is what it meant. I think it was just like a nice experience while I was watching it. Yeah. Um, so it, maybe instead of the plot, we could talk about why it's yeah. worthwhile, why it's worth seeing. So because I think you could pick apart the plot and be like, and then he does this, and yeah. then he does this. I don't necessarily think that would be interesting for people. It's like when people tell you a joke. And they're like, no, no, but it's funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, no, well, you got, you know what I mean? (laughs) And that's kind of what the movie is in a way, is like, oh, and then he goes, no, trust me. Like, and then he goes and does this. Yeah. I don't think that's really that fascinating. But I love the character of Neil Hamburger is first off just fascinating to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I love like the Catskills Mountain, like 50s, like entertainer, but in such like an angry oppressive way. Like, I love the humor is almost... Well, it's not anti-humor, is it? Would you call it? His style yeah, of humor? kind of. But it almost I mean, plays like a, yeah. on the expectations of the people yes. viewing it. I, I yes. would say it's like a branch of, like, the Tim and Eric era of anti-humor. Yeah. 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 Or Although like, it's more, like, referential to some sort of, like, vaudeville or, like, old-timey comic type thing. Yeah. Or like, like, the jokes and, he tells are all, like, questions. Yeah. And obviously, when you're a stand-up comedian, no one is going to say, like, why? Yeah. Or, like, you know, what's the answer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I think that's sort of, in some ways, like, a microcosm of, like, what his comedy is. is like, fundamentally unworkable in mm-hmm. the format that it is. Mm-hmm. Um... It reminds me of uh, who? What was the character that Andy Kaufman had, where he would dress up kind of in as like a, a lounge, like entertainer, and it was like sleazy. It's kind of with the 
Ascot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that guy's name? name? I mean, this is where you could look oh. up things on the... But it doesn't actually matter. So yeah, I don't know don't anything about Andy Kaufman. It'll so take too long. It'll you be could, hard. Yeah, Andy Kaufman alter ego or something like that. But yeah, yeah I just love like his, his style of comedy. is so oppressive, and it's so like unworkable. Tony Clifton. Tony Clifton, yes. <laughs> it's like similar to Tony Clifton to me. But this I is it. what the little Google card says. Uh-huh. Andy Kaufman slash Tony Clifton, period. Long before Baron Cohen, which I assume is for Sasha Baron Cohen, uh-huh. there was a comedian, Andy Kaufman, who assumed the, assumed the persona of Tony Clifton, the quintessential lost... Jesus Christ, I can't read. The quintessential washed-up Vegas act. Okay. That's it. That's the whole, like, oh, yeah, this like, is the information you wanted. Yeah, that's, like, what it is, though. It's like... Well, why would I want to know about Sasha Baron Cohen? Yeah, that's what I thought was it's so, so So people can be like, oh, who's Sasha Baron Cohen? Yeah, <laughs> or maybe that's, like, a reference point. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, that's neither here nor there. The fact of the matter is, if you know Neil Hamburger, who's... he's Greg has been Neil Hamburger, what, since the 90s, right? For a long time, yeah. Yeah, Neil Hamburger time. is a persona for Greg Turkington. Greg Turkington's a real person. Yeah. He's a comedian. Kind, His he's persona kind of is Neil person. Hamburger, and he's the actor in this movie. Yes. And he's playing a version of... He's playing a version both of his character, Neil Hamburger, yeah. and playing a version of himself. Yes. So it's a lot of, like, mirrors of, but, of reality. Yeah, but also you could go into this movie not, not knowing no, anything yeah, about Greg Turkey and so get movie. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. it's just us who, like, have, like, the inside that we're, like, joking a little bit more than maybe other people would. Because mm. we're like, oh, we see him on the well, internet. But yeah. I didn't, so I didn't know about this guy at all until you showed me the trailer for the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, like, so watched a couple YouTube videos just for kicks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it's, Im- yeah. Yeah. It's not it's that not, important. It's not necessary. Well, then what, what makes the movie good? Or so this is something than... that... This isn't the answer to your question, but, like, okay. I think... I I did not find this movie depressing at all. No. Really? Like, um, I w- was almost, like, gleeful throughout a lot mm-hmm. of it, um, just because I think I found it, like, really aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that if I showed this movie to just, like, ten randomly selected acquaintances of mine, like, most of them would be like, why did you make me watch that horrible, depressing... Yeah movie about nothing where it's just awful to every character so i think that's kind of interesting like yeah why did why did i just like really like have fun with it Mm -hmm. when i think a lot of people uh would react or or just like feel bad about yeah they were just it would be almost like like watching a cringe video yeah just like oh gosh what is this this isn't supposed to make me feel good at all like i mean the main character the guy in the movie they don't ever address him by name i don't think do they well uh john c Riley calls him neil okay um uh, but i don't think neil hamburger is ever called neil so i think like greg is supposed to be neil as greg and then neil hamburger is sort of like the unnamed comic so, uh, let's just say that the main character's name is Neil. Okay. He's, like, very unhappy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. No, like, n- maybe one or two good things happen to him the whole movie, yeah. but most of it's, like, just pretty oppressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so, can yeah. I, can I say one thing? Go, yeah, yeah. Sun, uh, it was apparently one of the more walked-out movies of this nice. year and of recent memory at Sundance. Apparently, I people hated it. I don't understand Sundance because it seems like people are always walking out of shit that I end up liking. I think that's true. That's about just the, how you the, know what's good. Yeah, what did people <laughs> walk out of as Sundance? It's it's so crazy though because I feel like like oh the people that go to Sundance are gonna really care about 
this stuff mm-hmm. and really like it. But it's like, no. Everyone well, just wants to see... I think it's like the the Cannes Film Festival is like that too, where I think the festival itself is a performance for people who go. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's to do to put on a show yourself while yeah. watching a show. And so I don't know. It does seem like people have extreme emotions there. But yeah. I think it's interesting that so many people walked out of it. I know the comedy was at Sundance too, and I think that was pretty ill-received as well. Um... But I do think that the movie does a good job of doling out its depressing moments. Like, I feel like in the beginning, it's a little linear. Uh, you kind of know what's going on. You have a couple of characters like John C. Riley, And then the longer the movie goes on, the more depressing it gets, the more abstract it gets, the more people Neil meets on the road, and it just becomes sort of like something that I think people can't tolerate. But yeah. I don't know why, because... I did feel depressed for him, but it's a very... Even though the movie's a little bit surreal and a little strange, I feel like it's a uh, genuine... Like a genuine sadness to me in that character. Do you know what I mean? It's something that people could latch onto, and I don't know why they don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if the movie particularly wants you to. So I don't think it's the case where you're just supposed to be like, huh, this idiot, like, yeah, bad stuff should happen to him. Mm -hmm. I I don't think that's the case at all. But I also don't think that the movie is, like, really begging you to empathize with him. Mm -mm. It's kind of just like, here, this is, here it is. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, that's what I love about it, is that our main character is actually kind of a bad person in a lot of scenes. Yeah, he's... He's not the good person. In is he a, lot a bad of person, or is he just kind of like he's I th- a bad person in scenes? I think this is what the movie was addressing, though. Okay, like, yeah. Like I, I felt like, um, I mean, I just like think about like the idea of being an artist or something, or being an entertainer, and like kind of like the ego and uh, kind of like self fulfilling prophecies the artists have, and I think that was like almost the point of the scene where he gets really angry at the girl. Yes, like. Yeah. Which you don't want to ruin terror. We don't want to talk about it that much. He but. just he just gets mad at a girl that's interrupting him at a yeah. bar. But yeah, like I think like the point of that scene was to be like, like yeah, like yeah, that's crazy that he's getting really mad at her, and like you understand why he was she would get mad. But like, re- is he actually justified to actually get that mad about? Was something he like that? okay? So here's my question: Was he actually mad at her, or is that part of the performance that like if someone heckles him, yeah. he does this whole bit? But but like the bit, I, yeah, it, I don't think. It, I mean, that is interesting to think about, but also I don't think that it matters that much because after that, he still got, like, punched. Yeah. And, like, and so, like, even if he was doing his bit and he did the character, like, is that worth it? Like, are you, is it worth, like, putting oh, that yeah. much into yourself and, like, thinking that, like, you, like, need to push this idea so much that, like, you're going up, like, thinking that you're above other people in any type of way? Yeah. I mean, I think what sort of complicates that i mean we have this uh like cultural idea of like an artist who's like misunderstood yeah maybe like during his or her lifetime or uh, maybe just for a period mm-hmm. um but like ultimately very talented or whatever and it's like oh you just have to keep pushing through yeah but he seems to the character neil who plays the comedian in the movie seems to take like no joy in in his performance, which is, like, pretty clearly crafted, like, mm-hmm. for, like, an offbeat crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, not the type of people that he actually plays to. Yeah. You know, like, he's just going to all these, like, small bars in the middle of the desert with, like, working class people who, if they're going to see a comedian, they probably just want to 
laugh and not like think about right the um like evolution of comedy or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Um so yeah, he just it seems like he he has crafted that persona to be like challenging and interesting for snooty people. Yeah, confrontational um, for sure. But then he's like not actually pursuing performing for those types of people really or he doesn't it doesn't seem like he's ever like oh they just don't get it yeah or like like it i it's plot if someone watched that movie and was like no i think that he just thinks that stuff is funny and he Mm -hmm. maybe is like kind of out of touch yeah um and like doesn't get that people aren't going to like it so like for instance um his character has a cousin who's played by john c Mm Riley, and the cousin is like pretty clearly doesn't seem to get what he's trying to do. And he's never like, oh, look, by the way, this is what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Like, it's it's not really supposed to make people laugh. Yeah. Uh, he, like, doesn't correct him. He's And maybe that's just because he's, like, too depressed, too much of a mopey guy. Yeah. Or But I thought it was really interesting that the movie didn't have him be like, no, anything. I'm trying to do this. Yeah. I think it's a great move, but it's, like, really unprecedented. Like, most yeah. movies would just be like, oh, the hero in face of adversity. Right, right, like, right. But, yeah. like, yeah, that... That's one of the things that makes me think that the movie is about, like, uh, like the artist's... The idea of an artist and, like, the idea of, like, ego in that. Because, like, um, like, I feel like someone who is kind of, like, feeling, like, weak in their emotions about themselves, they would tell their cousin, like, oh, no, like, oh, okay. this, is, this is going badly because mm-hmm. I'm doing this on purpose. But, like, since he doesn't, it's, like... Like, he knows that telling his cousin won't change anything. Yeah. And so he It's like having to explain a joke. Yeah, he doesn't need... He doesn't need to feel, like, fulfilled by someone understanding it. I feel feel like he's... To me, he's such a beaten down... He's gone over so poorly so many times Mm -hmm. that he takes no pleasure in performing. And yet... It's what he does. And but he, he, yeah, he it's seems like obligation. totally committed to it. It's almost like he has some sort of like self-hating thing. Yeah. Um, and then like performing for these crowds that are not going to understand his act mm-hmm. and just like hate him and maybe like fight him after right. the show is like part of him like, you know, acting out his own self-hatred. I, I find that like people think that entertainers are supposed to be fun or that they're supposed to exact pleasure out of what they do and i feel like an entertainer can be just like uh like a a public defender or something it's a job it's what i do and i don't you know a public defender is not going to be like hey why are you yelling at me this is what i have to do they just do it and they don't feel pleasure in doing it or like you don't have to feel pleasure in your job you just you're compelled to do it that's what moves you forward and i think that he seems to me like a beaten down person because he has Ty Sheridan along, who I don't remember his name in the movie, if he has a name. That character plays like a clown who's like a bit more accessibly funny, but still like doing some things interesting with like, oh, you you think this is funny, he says to the audience at one point? No, but I think think that this is... I think that this is an interesting thing and maybe I'm reading it wrong and I could be reading this whole movie wrong, but... I feel like that character, Ty Sheridan, I'll just call him Ty Sheridan because I don't know his name yeah. in the movie. It's like Mac. Um, is it? I don't know. The Clown. Do you want to look it up? Call him The Clown. It doesn't. For now, The Clown, Ty Sheridan, I feel like he, he's getting more laughs. He's going down better than yeah. Neil ever would dream of going down. Yeah. With expending less effort. 
But I feel like what he's doing, does it say? Eddie the opener. Okay, Eddie. Eddie, I feel like Eddie is doing an even more daring, in a way, joke about comedy and performance. Yeah. Because a clown... Do you think it's more daring? Yes, because I feel like, okay, Neil is a 50s loungy comedian who's telling bad jokes on purpose. And Eddie is a clown, which is like, you know, forever in the past, Comedia yeah. della Arte, all the, all the way, you know what I mean? A very, like, uh, you know, all throughout history kind of I mean, of he certainly has more of the marking of, like, comedy. Yes, so like it, a 50s it's, kind it's of It's clearer that he's deconstructing something, I think, to, like, yeah, a naive like audience. A yes, Just like, but look, I'm a clown, no. but I'm doing somewhat different things than a yeah. clown normally does. But yeah. I feel like he's mo- almost more abrasive and oppressive to an audience because he... He has no words. He's performing like little silent, yes, like vaguely offensive, but mostly just surreal. Like when he images. Like, pretends to masturbate or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and then what, at one point he's just dancing around on tables and like begging an audience to clap with him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like his material goes down so well and is so strange and surreal in a way that I feel like Neil feels like maybe he's lo- lost himself. He's not going to get like any younger. Neil feels he's like his gonna... own comedy is being overshadowed by the openers. Yes, I feel like his comedy is like an older-fashioned kind of comedy. This is like the comedy of youth. Do you know what I mean? And he's going down better. And I feel like Neil finds that oppressive, and that might also contribute to why he seems to take no pleasure in his job. I mean, okay, so this is what I'll say about... Um, whether or not the clown is um, more of an attempt to deconstruct comedy uh, than Neil Hamburger, the comedian's persona. Um, I think the clown, like, does some slapsticky stuff mm-hmm. that is, like, funny. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas maybe Neil Hamburger, the persona, would see that as, like, no, you don't ever actually give them something funny you just have to keep up this constant front of like inaccessibility and like meanness and that might be wrong but mm. i think that's what that character thinks yeah. and i think that's yeah. an interesting discussion when we're talking about like art and like a movie that gets walked out of at sundance yeah, yeah. like where's the line do you throw in a few thing, a, a few points of entry for maybe a more casual audience mm-hmm. hoping to like expand the viewership mm-hmm. or do you just like really commit to to like turning people off Mm -hmm. because that's like part is how instrumental is being abrasive totally and completely the entire time to the act, Mm -hmm. which is an interesting question. And I think it's interesting too. It's created by George and George, Greg Turkington. Why did I say George? Greg Turkington. It's created by George from Seinfeld. It's created by George Costanza. No, Greg made it and wrote it along with Tim Heidecker. Mm -hmm. And I think Rick Elverson wrote it too. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's interesting, a uh, uh, creation created by Greg being written into a movie by Greg and also starring Greg himself. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder where the line is between like, okay, this is what Neil Hamburger would want in his persona and the translation of that into like this oblique movie itself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I wonder how much of Neil Hamburger informs the movie. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like the are there, character. 
Yeah. yeah. Is there a point of entry into the movie that wouldn't be found in Neil Hamburger? You know what I mean? Yeah. If oh, I think... And I think it's If I'm red, understanding probably. your question right, then I think there would be. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think just, like... You don't need to know that there's a real-life guy who does abrasive comedy mm-hmm. to, like, watch the movie and be like, oh, that character is doing abrasive comedy. No, I know. I'm saying <clears throat> in the creation of the movie, was how much of it, how much of this movie would be informed through Greg yeah. by his character? So, like, mm-hmm. how depressed is he? Yeah, um, and, like, and, and how abrasive is the movie when the main character is abrasive and, like, all these different questions. Or, like, yeah. the performer is so oblique and so, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and doesn't make... And oh, like so is it, is, an it, audience. is it not the the case that the movie was... The movie was made, um, like, once... Like, post the script, mm-hmm. maybe the movie was made in the most accessible way, but just, like, the nature of the person kind of being documented is that he's so abrasive that, like... yes. Or like, is it is it right and just and like, are Greg and Rick and Tim are they thinking fantastic people walked out of this movie like it, people people hate Neil Hamburger you know what I mean things get thrown at him when he's yeah. on stage in real life people hate Tim and Eric and yeah, yeah. exactly they and like, so like yeah. well, I don't think they have to pander to anybody and I think they might take pleasure in making a movie that upsets people and people walk out of it yeah so you're saying like you wonder how much. The movie itself is supposed to be an idea within the movie, something like that. Yeah, but yeah. I suppose I guess I don't really know. My my f- I, original thought is so like yeah, uh, convoluted I, and I stringy. think I am following the orb of what you're. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely like a circle, and there are a bunch <laughs> of points within it. Yeah. But um, I just yeah, I just wonder how abrasive the movie's supposed to be. I wonder if like Greg and Rick watch it and are like. I don't understand why people don't like this. Like, oh. I, like the audio commentary for, like, Stella. I don't know if you ever watched the Stella show on Comedy Central. But the, like, audio commentary, like, Michael Showalter, Michaeline Black, and David Wayne are like, we thought we were making, like, the funniest thing. Everyone was going to love this. People were going to think it's, like, so mainstream and so smart, and they're going to love it. And then nobody watched it, and nobody liked it. Yeah. And I wonder how much of, you know what I mean? I if bet they were like, that... this will be accessible, and people will finally like Neil. I think Greg Turrington yeah. and Rick Alverson, like, see people walk out of it, and they're like, okay, I know why that happened. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think they're necessarily, like, excited about it in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... I think they say, like, okay, that person obviously wasn't the audience for the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think oftentimes, like, if you are doing something with, like, a very particular ambition, mm-hmm. like, I want to create this kind of experience, and it's, like, fairly particular, it's a little bit off the beaten path, if you can, like, turn people away, it means, like, well, at least I, like, was pretty committed to it. Mm-hmm. I must not have, I must have done something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, if, uh, if, if, Say, like, uh, you want to imitate, um, I don't know, Johnny Cash mm-hmm. or, like, some other alt-country person. And then you, like, give your record to, like, a country radio station. Like, we're not going to play this. In some way, that would be validating because you'd be like, oh, okay, at least I don't sound like oh sure uh, radio country or something. Mm-hmm. I, that's a t- weird example. I, no, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. I almost defaulted to, like, a pension example, but I was like, too <laughs> Well, Too do you, constant. What well, is what is the pinch? Yeah. So I was gonna say like, uh, if I wrote something mm-hmm. and then like gave it to someone who hates Thomas Pynchon and they're just like, yeah, this is boring and it doesn't make any sense, I'd be like, okay, if those are the reasons you hate Thomas Pynchon's mm-hmm. writing and those are the reasons you hate my writing, I feel like I'm like, like you're validated in that. Way. Yeah, it, yeah. Like if you if something is hated 
by people who hate the stuff that you're trying to do mm-hmm. and they hate your stuff for the same reason, mm-hmm. then like it can be validating. Oh, sure, sure. Okay. Um, Cause you're like, oh, well in a roundabout way, you're kind of telling me that it's having a similar effect yeah, on you. Yeah, you're achieving your So hopefully, even though the effect wasn't one that you enjoyed, mm-hmm. someone who I would who I would hope would enjoy it would like it for that's a it's very it's a hard movie to talk about in many ways. Yeah. Um I, I yeah, I feel like it's it's like about art and entertainment in the yeah. same way that it's about like like being accepted with like just by people in general. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's so d- disliked. He doesn't like. Any, yeah, he doesn't talk to. Anyone, he doesn't really. talk to anybody. He doesn't seem to get any pleasure out of talking to other people. He, the only person yeah. he seems to have contact with is his daughter, who seems well, not contact to want is. To, uh, yeah, he yeah. leaves her voicemails. Yeah, and he, he doesn't seem like she ever. The lady at the hotel too. But the, I think that he was like paying her to give him some kind of therapy. Yeah. Yeah, because he stumbles upon her, like, discussion about yeah. therapy. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like he, yeah, he, you can tell he wants something. And I think that that's what's interesting about Eddie is that he seems to be excitable on stage and off stage. He seems to be, enjoy performing. Yeah. And he seems to have his life a little bit more uh, figured out, even though he's a younger person. Like, he has a hotel room. I mean, mm-hmm. is, is that character just like, so, like, let's say that, um... Neil Hamburger mm-hmm. um, is sort of like the the avatar for this movie. Mm-hmm. Like abrasive, mm-hmm. going to be misunderstood by a lot of people, but like mm-hmm. pursuing a very specific ambition. Mm-hmm. Then is um, Eddie the Clown uh, like uh, analogous to like Wes Anderson or something where it's like, oh, it's quirky, cool, but like a lot of people like it because no. it's like really accessible I, or... I- I almost feel the opposite. I feel like uh, really, yeah. I feel like Eddie the Clown, because well, because uh, he says like thanks for letting me come along. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like obviously uh, Neil the character was like, oh, I think this guy's on the same like wavelength. Yeah, yeah. But I think Eddie the Clown is just like handling it better. He's just doing he, a better job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he like he is just doing it, and he knows what he wants to do, but like. He's just dealing with the like the repercussions of it in like a normal way, whereas like Neil's character is like, it happens and he's like, not like emotionless because he's like upset about it in some way. He feels down about something. I, I actually he's I a he's a know. veteran of it having yeah. happened to him so many times. Yeah, and Eddie the clown is like a fresh face. I also I wonder if like maybe that's a good point. I, if I can just say yeah yeah second. go for it. Is that's a good point that like I didn't really think about that that. What? Eddie says, thanks for having me along. Which yeah, means like, that there's, like, a kernel of a relationship between yeah. them before the movie starts that we don't see. Yeah. Like, and, like, he purposefully brought him along yeah, for and, a reason. And what Eddie's is that like, reason? are you okay, man? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah after, and, like, tells him, like, oh, the crowd it sucks or whatever. Yeah. But, like, yeah, him saying, like, oh, the crowd sucks is so interesting to me because, like, it, it seems like in their routine, like, they, they don't expect the crowd to be nice ever. Yeah. So it's just interesting. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't know. I don't. I don't know where I'm going. But no, I agree. And I like that he. I like Neil's comedy more. If I can just say one thing about Neil's comedy is that. Or did you have a point? No, I'm go sorry. Keep going. I just feel like Neil's comedy is interesting because it's kind of like reverts back in on itself, or it's like folding in on itself, where it 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 starts with a little bit of a joke, mm-hmm. and the audience has an expectation for where it's going to go mm-hmm. and then it goes completely the opposite way like I feel and and it's almost chastising yeah the like audience. someone who had who had never like 
heard jokes before, but whose brain was like somehow uh, given the necessary updates to be able to understand. Like the first joke they heard, if it were a good joke mm-hmm. in like a very straightforward way, they would laugh at it. Yeah, uh, would not get his comedy at all because it's very much based on yeah. just like yeah, like if a computer program had yeah. to like figure like, out jokes. Yeah, or like if a little kid like w- one day heard like why did the chicken cross the road mm-hmm. to like to get to the other side, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh yeah, obviously. And then they heard, like, the joke about the gang rape. They would right. just be like, I don't understand. Right, right, yeah. right. And I feel like that's something that's interesting that that's, like, one of my, um, I don't know if I should say it, but I will. It doesn't really matter. Uh, there's one joke in particular in the movie that is, like, um, why, or what's the worst part? What's the worst part oh, about yeah. being gang raped by Crosby, Stills, and Nash? And, he, well, and then there's like a rich pause. There's a rich pause, but I feel like and the, 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 well, uh, yeah. And then I feel like the joke the the people in the audience. Neil thinks his audience is so base and so dumb mm-hmm. that they will think they know where this rape joke is going, and yes. they will think it will be funny because it's about rape. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? He thinks this audience is so stupid, and he thinks that they would like this ab- abrasive comedy so much. And then he says, well, I hate I hate you people. You mm. know what I mean? I would never give you what you want. And so the punchline of the joke is no Young, like no Neil Young. But isn't the that... joke itself is about how Neil Young is a more popular performer. Yeah. The idea of rape is set aside. It's almost not, it's not a joke about it's rape It's a diversion. It's a It's a diversion. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think a... that's fascinating. That's what all of his comedy is, is like, you think you know where this is going? Nope, I hate you. We're going this way. But that's, there, I feel like that particular joke is actually a little bit more standard because there are there there is like a pretty normal joke format where you just like give someone a little bit of a, fake one direction and then you go somewhere else mm-hmm. but it's like it still ties in like it's like oh it's the name of the other performer yeah whereas some of his jokes are just like dude the, like the first one right off the bat the why don't rapists eat at TGI Fridays oh. yes <laughs> that like because that, that becomes about like TGI Fridays and like not about yeah I don't like yeah the, the because joke... I, I would find like it... rape in humor is not funny yeah and I feel like those jokes are still funny because the the rape is a diversionary tactic. Yeah, it's not the actual joke. The joke is like, TGI Fridays like has sh- shitty sh- food. Yeah, sure yeah. it sucks, but also like, it's really stupid that anyone would eat somewhere like that. Or yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. It's like there's like levels of what he's saying. Yeah, but yeah, like, and I feel like the, the 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 rape is like that's like a throwaway joke for idiots in the audience. Yeah, and then the, the his like the real people that he's going for would think, oh, how funny, he's he's upsetting this core audience that would find that funny, and he's 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 taking it away from them. Yeah. And I think that's interesting. That's an interesting form of comedy, and I feel like that's kind of what the movie does in a way, in, in, in how long it goes on for. It's like, it's a linear movie, here's John C. Riley. you get what's happening, and then it sort of, like, becomes something else as it moves along. There's and also it kind of like, throws the rug out from under everybody. The Michael Sarah scene. Mm-hmm. What, yeah, that's interesting. What do you think happens in this time that we don't see? I don't I know. I think he just leaves him there. I think he might... I think Michael Sarah gets weird. I think the weird... There's a weird man played by Michael Sarah, 
who seems to either be prostituting himself mm-hmm. or being aggressive towards our yeah. main character. Or he might, like, genuinely be in need of help. Yes. Yeah. But it's there is, like, an aggressive yeah. air to how he asks. Yeah. And I... J- but, and like, a weird, like, uh, passive-aggressive, or, like, mm-hmm. not passive-aggressive in the traditional sense, but there is, like, an aggression, but it's, like, underlying... It's, like, it's like veiled with this, um, this like, uh, wimpy... It's like yeah. that you you sense some aggression underneath this layer of like helplessness and like frailty. It's yeah, very strange. But it's I, very, I wanted, and well done by him. I want yeah. he does yeah. a great job with that one scene. He's good. I like him. Yeah. he's just a dork sometimes. Yeah. but I, I I wanted to bring that up because when I was talking to my girlfriend about it, Emily, she said that she felt like it was the big like they didn't show like them like actually doing something together. Like, Emily was under the impression that they, like, had sex or something. Oh. And that Greg Turkington ca- character's like, oh, like, I don't really want to, like, have sex with this dude, but I'm just going to. Interesting. But I was like, I don't, like, I kind of had that. Like, oh, like, this guy's going to do something really weird to this guy. Mm-hmm. Or, like, or Greg is, re- it made me feel like I don't know who's weird in this situation. Yeah. Like, is yes. Greg, is Greg the weird one or is Michael Sarah the weird one? Well, that's what I, I love understand. is yeah. that Michael Sarah has, like, this sort of, like, puppy dog aggression about him. Yeah. And then it kind of flips a little bit because Neil is, is ever more uncomfortable in the situation and he begins to sort of hyperventilate and, 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 and become sort of, like, aggressive himself yeah. in a very, like non-aggressive form yeah and i and it That's is kind funny. of i didn't read the scene like that at all but keep going oh you didn't well, no. how did you how did you i just thought it? i i thought he was drunk i thought neil was drunk and michael sarah is doing his weird bit and then he's just kind of like oh no it's actually cold in my car mm-hmm. too so mm-hmm. i don't think i can help you mm-hmm. but but neil like like michael sarah's like you think it's like it, it would be colder there like he's like not he he sees through. Yeah, he what tries to. Neil's he keeps saying, going forward, and then Neil begins to like aggressively hyperventilate. Okay, I guess maybe I don't remember that, yeah, or like, I don't know. He likes, you can hear him like being. Like, yeah, and then it has like a shot of Michael Sarah like you can see in his like big. Oh, okay, yeah. I think what I read nervous. that was is like he's just like yeah. off his head because he's drunk. No, oh, okay. it's it's weird because it seemed like oh Michael Sarah could blah, Michael Sarah is the weird character right now, but then it's like turning into like oh like. Greg Turkington yeah. is the weird person in this situation. He's yeah. Like, he's, like, scaring, like, the aggressor almost. Yeah, and I think there are a lot of scenes in the movie where you're like, okay, I know which character I like. Yeah. And then it slowly you turns... You think there are a lot of scenes in this? I think there are a lot of scenes in the movie oh, where you're like, huh. I think I know which character I'm interested in. Okay, well, th- maybe I can get on board with that. And then... And then you're like, oh, wait, no, 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 no. I've chosen the wrong character. I this, the, the character that, you know what I mean? Like, so this character instance, is supposed to be aggressive, and now, like, the woman in the bar, like, oh, maybe, maybe you have, like, you feel sorry for her, and then she's aggressive, but you still, you feel even more sorry for her, but then you don't feel sorry for Neil anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's nothing, there's like a vacuum for your emotions where you're like, I don't know who to invest oh, in. I don't yeah. know what to do in this scene. Huh. There's like a lot of scenes that leave people on edge, I think. And maybe that's why people don't like it. I, yeah, I think I think that could be a big reason why people don't like it because there's just no clear indication of where your sympathy is supposed to go. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I think a decent reading of that scene is just like, oh yeah, I feel bad for this woman because she's clearly like... Um, 
being made uncomfortable by the comedy that this guy is performing. Mm-hmm. Um, but my feeling sympathy for her doesn't make me feel less sympathy for him because I understand that he's saying the stuff that he's saying like with yeah. some amount of irony. So it's just like watching this misunderstanding of like two people who ultimately aren't really doing anything that I think is wrong, mm-hmm. but who are nevertheless like in conflict. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then it's just kind of like, yeah, like if you want to feel better about the situation at the end of the scene, you're not going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, the, after he like kind of talks about that girl for a long time and she comes out after the bar, that, I feel like that's like another um, thing that you're talking about with John C. Riley's character. Like he doesn't explain like, oh, I was, that was all just a joke. Like yeah. he didn't have to take that personally. He like... Let's her lets her believe that he was really saying that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I feel like he is actually saying that stuff to her because yeah, he that, retains yeah. his anger towards well, Ty Sheridan it's, later. It's sort of an important element of the act is that like even though I do believe that it has like a level of irony or just like meta um, comedy or mm-hmm. anti comedy, he can never like say that or else it like somehow fundamentally like destroys it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like and he like, has to sort of commit to it. And him in real life, Greg Targeton is that way. He okay. never let. He never. You. I've never seen him not be either his Craig, uh, Greg Turkington like on YouTube persona or Neil Hamburger persona. I've never. Yeah. Had one. He's a very strange yeah. character, and yeah. I feel like there's there's one interview that I read recently with him where he's like, okay, because I'm promoting this movie and I want this movie to do well, I'll like talk about each of my like characters, and mm-hmm. he was like kind of divulging a little information, and it was so bizarre to see him in 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 a. A moment of like sincerity. Yeah, because like, he's always, he seems to always be playing something, and I think that's really interesting. Yeah. And then he's also in noise bands and stuff too. Yeah. Oh, I know. So I think yeah, that he's like, he he's a, an interesting and abrasive character, but he also seems to be like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, kind and yeah, and Emily, interesting. My girlfriend, we talk about this a lot too because we just like love Tim Heidecker, mm-hmm. and she's always like, I don't think that they are ever not in character. Mm-hmm. But I was like, in order for them to make this movie mm-hmm. they would have to just talk about everything and not be in character yeah 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 because there's no way that this character in this movie mm-hmm. or like him in real life would ever end up making this movie yeah because right, they would true. never know like there's a number of scenes that are supposed to be just kind of weird yeah. or off-putting or have like a certain aesthetic yeah. um, appeal that is totally outside of the anti-comedy like there's just yeah. like nice shots in this movie yeah well that's um, something I'd like to talk about but go ahead and yeah I think if, if you're in this level of, like, constant semi-irony, like, negotiating, like, how much of a joke is this mm-hmm. or, like, where is the joke in yeah. it, I don't think you could ever put those shots because it would just be like, oh, should we, like, put a spotlight on him? That might, like, you know, kind of enhance the um, the composition. Yeah. And then be like, oh, yeah, we should do that. You know, someone who's, yeah. like, always joking. Yeah, just, like, like, it would be too infuriating to yeah. make the movie. I and, think. like, Tim Heidecker couldn't be in character been with Greg and they're like trying to like make the movie because like nothing would happen ever. Yeah. Greg would be like, all right, let's take this shot. Yeah. And Greg t- Tim would be like, okay, well I want it to like look cool. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, yeah. I love like their character and I love like the little tiny bits where they get to be themselves. And I think that's just well, I think interesting. Something Not in that the that movie, but like in real life is that bit in the comedy, which is the previous movie by this director, the hobo, uh, hobo um, scene. No, the scene where uh, they're at, like, Eric Warheim's character's apartment, uh-huh. and he just shows them those old slides of his family. Yeah. And it's just, like, 
there's another similarly like off-putting kind of abrasive movie and like there's this whole group of characters who are clearly supposed to represent like aging hipsters who just like have trust fund money and are just like kind of pieces of shit to everyone mm-hmm. but then there's just this random scene where they go to one of their apartments and just like look at these old photos of the, like his grandparents or something and it's just like beautiful and warm and like you just it has this like infectious sentimentality to it mm-hmm. and you're like oh wow like even these horrible dudes like probably love someone yeah yeah even yeah even it's just their grandpa yeah and then it's just this minute just like how long is that scene like a it's minute not that long in the all. middle of the movie and then yeah. it's just over yeah um I there was nowhere I was really going with that no I know what you're saying though I think if there's it, realness it, inside of the layers of and it, but it almost irony. necessarily yeah, like has to be doll. I feel like th- this movie couldn't have been made about Stephen Colbert because there's such a clear divide like here's the character here's what he really thinks yeah, yeah. it wouldn't be as interesting it wouldn't no. be as weird mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah. I, I think that the comedy though is and this is a way of transitioning into talking about like the, the, the way they look yeah is that the comedy seems to me even though it was nicely composed on occasion and had, like, uh, pretty-looking scenes, I felt like it was fairly realistic in its, you know, look. You know what I mean? It wasn't that composed, and I feel like entertainment was very composed. And it was, like, it oh, had yeah. a lot of symmetry. It had it a had lot of shots where you're just, like, you knocked that one out of the park. It's yeah. Like you nailed it. Do, but do you think that... I think that's interesting. This isn't really a question. It's just going to be a statement, I suppose. Yeah, go for it. But if you're going to make a movie about an an insular character who's created a character as a vehicle for his um, depression and and upsetness at other humans, isn't it strange to put that character in meticulously composed scenes and to put them into symmetry and wouldn't it be more effective to put him in a bunch of you know, ugly shots a bunch of ugly shots a bunch of, you know what i mean if you're going to show like depressing hillside towns do those depressing hillside towns need to be like dollied and need to have symmetry or should they be grimy, gritty, like, Werner Herzog 70s movie. I think that's an interesting rhetorical question. Yes. And I think that the answer is no. Yeah. Because I think that, I think then it would be too, I think then it would be too easy to be like, oh, the movie's ugly, that character seems to be acting in an ugly fashion, Mm -hmm. fuck these people. Yeah. It would be more of like a straight satire. Yeah. Which I almost never find as compelling as movies like these, where it's just like, maybe this is good. Maybe, like, being an asshole comedian who's, like, really abrasive, Mm -hmm. like, the fact that we're shooting this um, with like nice colors, nice composition, mm-hmm. nice tracking shots, mm-hmm. maybe that suggests that there's some quality to the thing being captured as well. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking of it in a way of like, um, almost as like if you went to a comedy show, like expecting something like the comedian to be like, oh, this person's just gonna be like flat, funny. Yeah. I'm just gonna get it right off the back. I think it's almost like, okay, look at the surroundings around this thing, mm-hmm. and then like when the thing happens, it seems so like it's just like popping out like it's, it's it's a sore thumb it's like whoa like that's these shots are nice but then like he's saying the word cunt and yeah, like yeah, 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 talking yeah. about yeah it'd be like stuff. going to a comedy club like yeah and hearing those jokes would be a lot different than yeah. just a guy standing on the street like yeah. shouting those jokes you'd be like th- oh it's just some crazy guy yeah, yeah. I think the idea that's if really it, interesting if there point. is an idea for the shots being so nice I think it's just like using the shots as like the context of like 
the whole world and what people are expecting from movies and comedy and stuff. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. I mean, that, that thought just popped into my head. Okay, right? okay. Off the dome. <laughs> yeah, just right there. But. I, yeah, I just, I think symmetry is interesting in movies, and I tend to like symmetry. The, the I forgot who said it. Maybe it was Bunnell. I don't know who said it. But somebody said that the Google only time... I, I don't know. It's not an exact quote, so it might be impossible to He's find. He's just going to Google who but, said it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but somebody said that the only time there should be symmetry in your movie is right before something goes wrong. Yeah. There should be a perfect symmetrical shot, and then something horrible happens. Oh, that's really Like, there should only be, like, this um, um, second of perfection, and then it's wasted. And... I felt like maybe that was that's something that's kind of interesting in this movie is like these perfect surroundings and then this disheveled, depressed man yes. in them. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And I watched an interview. It's the only interview I can find with Greg and Rick talking about the movie with some uh, some nice. Quickly, I, so when I was trying to look up that symmetry yeah. thing, two of the first four Google results are about Star Wars. Carry on. <laughs> oh, but but George didn't say that. George Lucas. No, didn't I don't say George so. didn't say shit. <laughs> he has nothing to say. Um, um, he just but, says the word poetry. <laughs> so keep like going. Sorry, I didn't mean to disrupt you. Um, uh, what was I saying? Uh, the uh, the only thing that I can find of them talking about the movie, uh, Greg and Rick, is that this nice gal is asking them about how it's filmed, and she says like, "Oh, it's like Kubrick, right?" And Rick almost seems upset <laughs> that she would say it's like Kubrick. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah. well, you know, he's like such an important... Per- I'm, I'm making him sound like hoity-toity, yeah. but he's not. But he's like, well, you know, I mean, he's such like a, 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 a you know, a landmark perf- uh, filmmaker, of course. Like, everybody's going to have that in their grammar and whatnot. He kind of like seems a little like upset about it. But I think that's interesting because... It is kind of Kubrickian. Do you know what I mean? Like in two thousand one, yeah. like the colors of it, like the the the, the one little. the one shot I mean, where it's like n- pink. It's not to just like yellow. In, uh, the to future green. looks like Art Deco. So. No, 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 no. I'm just saying the way shots are composed. A little. I, I, I see a little mirrors. bit of that, but I think I think some of the like spotlight shots. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Kubrick would ever do that. Kubrick thought he just put everything everything that he put in the frame was interesting. I'm so. not saying that Rick is like a total Kubrick. Yeah, yeah. Knock okay, okay. I'm just saying like I do think that there is like this. I guess this I just Kubrick-ian. think Kubrick is a little overrated, and I like love the entertainment. So mm-hmm. I almost want to say it's like better. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> in, in case that we didn't movies. like say anything controversial enough on this, mm. entertainment is better okay, than yeah, yeah, every Stanley Kubrick movie. One of the people that made. Entertainment. I will say The, the Shining looks really good. The Shining. Have you ever, have you never I think The Shining looks really good. Oh, I thought you said looks really good. Like you. Watched no, no, the like the, the, there's a lot of nice shots <laughs> in it. Yes. No, he watched it on mute, so he. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, the one, see. the one shot that I loved in this movie. I mean, there are many shots that I really liked in this movie, and I thought it was a pretty yeah. looking movie. And it'd be interesting to talk about a lot of shots, but I just liked that the the woman in the hotel who's giving a lecture about the the, the nature of color and the mm-hmm. effect it has on people. And then she's telling you about each of the colors. She's like, yellow does this, blue does this, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, the shots of the colors. The whole frame is just it's color. It's just a single color. It's awesome. It's beautiful. Like, and, and, and uh, because it, it then makes it you like, feel weird. Because what, it, then it's like you're actually watching the presentation. Yes. And it, it's like I feel so like it pure. takes so much... Um, 
it takes guts to do that. Yeah, a lot of gumption. Because it, it because if it falls flat, it's just gonna be like, oh yeah, you thought it'd be a good idea to just like fill the whole screen with one color for yeah. fifteen seconds. Yeah. Like, what a novel idea! Yeah. How what a visually interesting. The same thing with in the movie Amor, where they just showed the paintings all of yes. a sudden without really like apropos of nothing yeah. more or less. Yeah, and it's just like it it works. Yeah, it, I, it's probably like watching someone nail like a really tough. Um, gymnastics thing mm-hmm. in the Olympics like you could have gone for something less ambitious and known you were going to land it yeah. but you did something really fucking hard and you nailed it and it's yeah. like whoa yeah 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 it's kind of like watching a, a 50 yard run to a touchdown oh my god <laughs> <laughs> worth worth standing up and shouting about um, <laughs> I don't know um, <laughs> that no but I like that made me feel weird those colors I like. I like, really it gave liked me like it. A, a, like, but it was like warm. Like it was like, yeah, it had an really effect nice. on me emotionally. Yeah. Where it was yeah. like very pretty. And there were a couple moments in the movie where I was just like, this is o- almost overwhelming. You know what I mean? And it was it seemed like fairly simple. Like they actually went to actual locations. They did a little set decoration. You know, but some like there's like a, a scene where there's like a hundred oil wells yes. and they're all that. like moving. Yeah. It's just like really beautiful like but like for some reason sort of emotional and overwhelming shots yeah that were just and the music is so great too you know what i was thinking uh before i was before i came here what's that um some of the shots now that napoleon dynamite is an old movie Uh and when i think of it i feel nostalgic about it yeah i watched it on television over thanksgiving break Mm mm-hmm and I felt really like warm and nice oh, about it. Oh, okay, and sure. And some of the shots in entertainment made me feel that same like nostalgia. Like this, the whole screen feels like comfortable. Oh, like, yeah. interesting. Yeah. And they both kind of have to do with like boring middle America. Yeah. Kind of. And yeah, I mean, forgotten people. Napoleon Dynamite. I feel like it's like, a good movie. I think it's. I think it's adorable. I think it's good. It's I think funny. It's, it's so, kind of like talking about that movie would be hard because it's it's yeah. uh, you have to somehow talk about the movie without talking about the reception that it got. Yeah, yeah. Which you know at first you know like I mean I was what like fifteen when that came out so mm-hmm. I, at first like it being like kind of a cult movie yeah. mm-hmm. I was really into that yeah, yeah. and then like everyone got into it so I was like too cool for but, it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting yeah. that like a movie it had like there's like beautiful shots in there the shot where they show um, the uncle. And he's he's at like it's like his oh, yeah, I know van. It's like yeah. the colors are really nice. It's like it's beautiful. But then he's doing something really stupid. Yeah, You're like that's so weird that yeah. they yeah, did that. Yeah, that dissonance. Yeah, is and interesting. then like that that shot where it shows the um, the farmer with the cow and he's like getting his shotgun ready. Yeah. Oh, like yeah, before yeah, yeah. the bus <laughs> goes across the screen, it's like that's a beautiful shot. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's interesting that you would say the, like distance between it because I think that that's that's. An interesting way of putting it. I mean, dissonance is, like, such a big part of... Entertainment as well, for sure. Yeah. And just movies that I enjoy in general, like, if you... I mean, I feel like the the stepping stone is sort of, like, uh, directors like Wes Anderson Mm -hmm. and Quentin Tarantino, like, in um, Kill Bill, it's like, wait... Someone's about to like get their head cut off, yeah. but you're playing like a funk song. Yeah. This is like defies my expectations, yeah. and yeah. then like a sort of surprise that like you realize is also pleasure. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm surprised by this, but like it feels really good. Like yeah. I'm really happy that you made that weird choice. Yeah, just because it's like I feel like you're giving me something new. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of other weird movies that this remind me of, Wrong. 
Oh, um, sure. I feel it like did, you can just like we can just like get rid of wrong now because mm-hmm. this movie does everything that that movie did, <laughs> but like way better. Yeah, way better. Uh, I actually was thinking about wrong. Uh, when I saw this movie, and yeah, it was like it, you know what it a is. It's because there's the desert, which is that like beige tan color, mm-hmm. and then in wrong there's the yellow car, yes. and this is just his yellow hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes. Beige and beige and yellow. Yeah, way to, that's a good way to make something look nice, and like some white or maybe like a really light blue sky. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Wrist cutters, a love story, has it. I like I like that yeah. movie a lot. Um, but and like, there's so many movies in the desert. It almost seems like I actually now that I think about. It, I think Rick says this in that interview, so I probably shouldn't. I no, go yeah. He says, bring like, it out. The desert is such like a an obvious place to have like a mental journey. You know what I mean? That it's like, it almost seemed like he was saying it was like an irony to even have it in such an obvious location to have something like that. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of interesting. Well, and there's kind of the. Um, the engine like sputters and fails because it's like, does he have a mental journey? I don't know if he like yeah. changes at all. Yeah. yeah, I guess he's just having a dark night of the soul kind of. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, well go ahead. Yes, this is a long. Keep go- go. Go knock yourself out. I don't know. Never mind. Go. No, no you, it's back to the know. football analogy. You're the quarterback. We're both going long. Yeah, we want you to throw. Heave. Yeah, I want to he- throw a heave. Yeah. Um, but make it split into two. So Hail Mary. Split into two. Yeah, so if it's oh into gosh. both of our compartments, uh, hands. Whatever you say can't bomb as bad as this analogy. Yeah, go ahead. Oh my god. <laughs> I, <laughs> I... I don't feel like... I, I think the, the, the end scene with him laughing was supposed to say, like, he's not changing. I, I don't know what that scene's trying to say. I love... It's like the only time he experiences pleasure in the movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, but he, he's also weeping during it. Yeah. Which maybe says a lot. Yes, it definitely does. I, I love any any movie that ends with somebody laughing or crying, like, alone. That That's it for me. I love I <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, I can just relate to that so much. No, like. I just love it. It's just, like, such a naked thing and, yeah. like, a, such a bad way to end yeah, a movie. Yeah, crying is, like... And it's like an animal thing. It's like pooping or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it also doesn't any, seem like I the love way... any movie that just ends with someone pooping. I just there. think I, I just think that like I've a movie. That. I, should, I should look around for that. Uh, I feel as though a, a movie that's something that should be in the middle of a movie, and then like your coda is like something sentimental or schmaltzy yeah. or like touching, and to end your movie with somebody yeah. in a state of like differing emotions is really powerful and like it was a beautiful way of of uh finishing the movie. I thought it was weird that, that like and this could be a like if you showed me, you know, everything except for the very last scene mm-hmm. and said like okay, how do you end this movie mm-hmm. in a way that like feels satisfying mm-hmm. or it, really I don't know if the ending was satisfying so much just like a movie like this is really hard to end in a way that doesn't feel like oh, we ran out yeah, of yeah, yeah. time or like ideas so it's just over yeah. or Something like that, you know, or like getting too cute and trying to like put a bow on it. It's like, no, you can't do that with a movie like this. Yeah. It kind of reminded me a lot of, uh, what is it called? Uh, I don't know how to say it because it's French. Uh, Boo, by Boo, Boo Travail. Yeah. That movie, which is one of my favorite movies, but I never know how to say uh, it. It, it kind of has like, a, a just, it ends. I'm going to spoil it, I suppose. Can How much does it matter? Because I really want to see this movie. Oh my god, okay, I won't I spoil it. Never mind. Here, you can like whisper it into the mic. No, no, no. <laughs> I just won't even say it. Never next, mind. Next, next, l- on the podcast, 
we discuss Bo Trevi. I would love. I'll watch it. I would love for everybody to watch it because I find it to be um, uh, unbelievable. But anyway, that doesn't. That's neither here nor there. I want. Uh, if I could just say one more thing about the, um, the sort of like yes. the st- around the ending. Yeah. Uh, he's in that like sparkly entertainer sort of like. Elvis Presley cowboy cowboy yeah. outfit I forgot about that in a jail at first yeah mm-hmm. then outside in kind of like almost like this like a wood paneling yeah. kind of uh, for people who you can't just see the location uh, yeah, and yes the wood door paneling the door has a number on it yeah and the door has a number on it and then he goes into like the set of a Spanish soap opera mm-hmm. yeah and I, um, not to say like what does it all mean or anything like that, but those scenes are so deliberately placed within the movie, like nestled in the movie, yeah, that they have to mean something, yeah. And well, then and it like gets paid off at the end, yes, but it yes, doesn't, yeah, really. Well, I thought that was really nice because you see him in that same outfit, and you see a, like a short shot of him like in that outfit in the jail. Mm-hmm. But it's it's placed in this way, and because of like the nature of the movie, it's you're. Another movie like this could just get away with being like, oh, those are kind of mood shots. They're sort of abstract or surreal or maybe like a dream sequence he's Mm -hmm. having or something like that. We don't really need to explain them. Um, And the movie wouldn't have needed to explain them, but then when it brought it back, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's like subtly really nice that those... in addition to setting a mood, which they did earlier mm-hmm. in the movie, they also like did something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but and it wasn't like obviously like, hey, remember these? It actually means something. It was just kind of like, oh yeah, we're here. We're gonna use that again. Right. And like, here's what it was. Right. It it was like really it towed that line really well, and I was yeah I got pleasure from just being like, oh, that's actually a thing. Okay, yeah. Cool. I think there's a lot of pleasure to be derived from the film. Uh, yeah. But it's just like in sort of abstract. It's, I think ways. you have to be like detached enough from it. You just have to say, like, this is a movie, I might not like any of the characters, but, like, I might like some of the music, I might like some of the shots, mm-hmm. and, like, if if that's enough, you know, like, if you can, if you can get off on that alone, then I think p- part of it, it, the pleasure is almost, like, because of the detachment. Like, mm-hmm. you say, like, ah, because I don't have to care about the kind of shitty stuff that's happening... But you're also giving me that nice shot. Like I'm rewarded for my detachment, yeah. mm-hmm. which is uh, a nice, a nice uh, thing to toss out refreshing. for the fucking nihilist assholes like me. <laughs> um, would you? Should we start to wrap it up? Yeah. Um, recommend recommend it. This is probably a top three movie of 2015 for me. Oh, really? I loved Lord. it. I really liked it. That's a bold statement. I. Re- you also love the comedy. You yeah. Just, you love this guy. This is like the comedy, but looks way better. Yes, yeah. and, and and the comedy it's a didn't look more, bad. No, but I also think that the comedy, in a way, it, uh, and I'm not making fun of it at all because I really, really like it. But I feel as though the comedy is of a time, and I'm not yeah. necessarily sure that it will translate for people ten years, twenty years in the future who or don't it, like, really understand. Will. What? Oh, you, think it, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, will? either it'll just be like I don't get it. Yeah. Like, who were these people? Yeah. Or it'll be like, whoa, what a document of. Of the time. A kind of people. Yes, definitely. I, I, you're right about Sorry that. Sorry to interrupt you. No, 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 no. I think that that's an interesting point. But I feel like the, I feel like entertainment, in a way, it doesn't have a place, necessarily. You know what I mean? It, it, has a, it doesn't have, like, a, a mood that fits a time. You know what I mean? 
It's not yeah, like, it's, oh, it's, it's what a testament much, to 2015. Yeah, it's very much more, like, self-sufficient. Yeah, and I feel like it, it Which might is a, hold almost up... almost always a good thing. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it might hold up a little better, and I feel like it, it... I don't know how much it made. I don't know how many people saw it, but I feel like it's one of those movies that people will be like, God, why did that not do well when it came out? Mm-hmm. I feel like it has something for I'm just, people. Is it, like... I'm not sure I can think of many more directors that I'm, like, more excited for their next movie. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, which is great. It's nice. And he, the guy's pretty young. He's got some more movies in him, most yeah. likely. Yeah. <laughs> he seems interesting. Like, an interesting cat. Well, what, wait, what else is... Can I ask a stupid question? What What are some... What are, what are the other two movies in your top three so far? Do okay, you have, so... Do you have it? Yeah. So, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night technically came out in 2014. That's in your top three? I loved that oh, movie. My. That, wow, I love that incredible. Um, technically came out in 2014, but didn't come anywhere near us until 2015. Mm-hmm. So I'm counting it as a 2015 movie. Loved that one. Loved um, Entertainment. There's one other movie that I loved. I really liked Tim Buck too, but it's like a, it's just a, a little bit below those two. Mad Max? No, Timbuktu. No, Mad Max. Is that on... Did, is that... Mad Max might not be top ten. Oh, Probably not top ten. You, oh me. my god, you're so wrong. Um, we <laughs> need to find out what you thought of this movie. Oh, the other movie that I really love is called The Royal Road. And oh, I'm actually sure. going to put off you talking a little bit because I want to plug this movie. I don't know how widely peop- it's able to be seen. Mm-hmm. But uh, a lot of showings in California... I follow the director on Twitter... A lot of showings in California. If you're in California, look out for this movie. It's absolutely great. I just talked about being a nihilist asshole who, like, loves to be detached from things. I, like, wept multiple times in this movie. I found it, like, incredibly moving. Um, Really great. Really great. It's not a narrative film, though. It's a documentary, It's a documentary, but, I mean, it's, like, an experimental documentary. documentaries get me. In different ways that just... Okay, so here's... I'm just going to talk more about that movie for a second. Um... There are no, like, people in any of the shots. Mm-hmm. There are, like, cars pass by, but that's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And they're all just, like, the camera is set down, like, looking at this house, looking at this highway. And then it's just, like, the narrator, um, documentarian, just sort of, like, talking about a, a various different things, really. Just, like, in a pretty, like, droll voice. Um, and I think what m- allowed me to access it so much is, like, it didn't feel like she was trying to push anything on me. Like, yeah. you need to feel this way now. You need... And since it was just so affectless, I was like, okay, I'm not being manipulated so I can actually, like, get into it. Anyways, see that movie? Is you a female chance. narrator? Really good. Uh, yeah, it's Did made by Jenny Olsen. No. The, the Chris Mark movie? You like that movie a lot. I right? love that movie. That's one of my maybe top yeah. 15 This is movies. why I want you to get on Letterboxd. You, you should watch that movie. It kind of, it has, I love, is like, it, female kind of narrators. Go ahead. No, I, I was, no, no, I was no. an asshole right there. No, my God, what were you saying? I just asked him if it was on Letterboxd, if he put it on his thing. Which movie? Royal Road. Yeah. Okay. I saw Did that at, at the at a film festival, so I saw it okay. in like April or something. I think it might be on Fandor. He made me get one. Okay. It's really great. Um, so yeah, I Shout love the movie. Shout out Letterboxd. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I like Letterboxd a lot too, if you like keeping track of your movies. Uh, it's a great website. They should sponsor us. Oh my God, <laughs> sponsored by Letterboxd. I'm cutting that out. No, that's fine. That's fine. Um... So you, what's kidding. the final verdict for you about entertainment? I think entertainment might be like top 15, top 10 okay. movies. I wouldn't say top. I, I don't know. I don't know. So you maybe didn't like it quite as much as me. No, I think I did. Or you've just, just seen I've more just stuff seen that you more liked. great movies. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, no, I definitely <laughs> okay. have to say that. You saw Meet the Patels and like. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's top three. That, that, that takes up, that takes up the, the first five. And, and the cobbler I will six. say this. Sam casts a wide net. 
Yeah. And he probably catches some pretty cool fish as a result. Oh my god, that's the sweetest thing. But I think he gets a lot of fucking rotten. I would say this is what uh, this is. Can I just say one thing? I since you talked about that movie, I'm you gonna can say, say one, one thing. thing. I'm gonna say one thing. Um, I uh, you know my grandfather once said we were fishing, I'm, and he was good. like, "You're plugging your grandpa." Right I'm pu- I'm gonna plug my grandpa. I know not follow many him people. on Twitter. Follow him on Letterboxd. Um, <laughs> he said about fishing. We were fishing, and he was like, "You know, I don't care if I catch any fish. You know, when I'm out fishing, sometimes I like not catching fish. It's just." that I like fishing. I like being out. And I feel like that's true about, to me anyway, like, things that I care about a lot. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and and with movies, I don't care if they're good or bad. Or if I like them them, or if I dislike them, I like movies as Mm -hmm. like a, as, you know what I mean? It's not like I like certain movies, I just like the idea of movies. And sort of like how Grandpa likes the idea of fishing. And so yeah, cast a wide net about and and see I the cobbler, that. but then you also see Spotlight. Those are two the same guy. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The uh, fact of the matter is, entertainment is really good. It, really good. I, I I I was that obnoxious. That's that's your one thing. All right, what do you think, Kale? Um, I don't know. I don't think I've thought about my like. You don't need to list. rate it in terms of uh, top whatever. Yeah, but I mean. Did you like it? You would Did you really it. like it? Did you love it? I would say I'm somewhere in between. Like, if there was a scale from, like, hating it to loving it, I would be in between liking it a lot and loving it. Okay. Because I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I felt pretty detached from it, like you did. But I didn't, there wasn't a moment where I felt, like, rewarded by it immensely. Okay. Um, there were small parts where I did. Um, yeah, it almost denies you Yes. a reward. Yeah. I felt almost like a steady stream of, uh, like endorphins goodness just like happiness because mm-hmm. of yeah. the pleasure i was getting out of it mm-hmm. um yeah i would i would reckon recommend it to like if it sounds like a movie you wouldn't like you yeah. probably won't like it yeah. but if it sounds like a movie you might like then give it a shot yeah i would never be like walking around like, yeah yeah but i mean yeah. that's a, such a uh weird basis for a question anyway would you I recommend know. it to people who might have radically different tastes than you do but like, yeah, but yeah. like but I, I don't like, know. Yeah, yeah, but I feel yeah. like that that scale is interesting because, like, yeah. if a movie you feel like is accessible, yeah, that's true, and that's it's true. good, then you could walk around and be like, "See this movie." There could be like movie. a quadrant, like how much did you like it? Yeah. How much do you think other people would like it? That's how I felt. Mad Max was. I was like, everybody sees. Yeah, like, any human. Yeah, that was, movie. I was any like, human. Any person would could like this movie. Yeah. Um, as for plugging goes, I don't have anything to plug. I have. Uh, you've released some tips, every, right? That I'm not gonna plug that. I'm gonna plug the His YouTube good. the YouTube channel. Every frame of painting. Yes. That's a good channel. Tom Tom Zhao? Is that um, his name? I never looked that up. I don't know. It's a good YouTube channel. He talks a lot about movies and technicalities of movies, and it's interesting and it's fun to watch. Good for you for saying that, because sometimes I feel like I'm the person that owns certain things, and I would never tell people about them. Like, every frame of painting, I wouldn't let anyone know, because I'm like, I'm definitely going to use mine. his opinions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Really? <laughs> I, you can use anybody's opinions. I, I mean, no, I know, but I, would, I wouldn't want people being like, oh, that's from every frame of painting. All right, we should I, I would agree with you and be like, yes. Um, yes. We're going to get on some social media now that we have a name, so look out for us. We'd love to hear feedback from you. Tell us what we're doing well. Tell us what we could improve on. Oh uh, and if there's something you'd like us to talk about, I think mainly we've been talking about movies so far, but we might branch out into some other media. Basketball? Yeah. Uh, next podcast exclusively about basketball. And the what, the movie that I can't pronounce. Bo Travai? Bo Travai. It's going to be Bo Travai and Bo Skidball. 
Wow. One time Thank I went you. To... Good night. That's it. That's it. <laughs>